What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and we're here for another special episode, our Game of the Year episode of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And along with me in the digital studio, we got my homies. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, my friend? Not much, not much. Just happy to be here, you know, as, as we close in on the holidays. So um, I hope you around your loved ones and able to get them good stuff because you know they want stuff <laughs> want stuff give me stuff you want you, know. you want stuff i'll <laughs> give you stuff because <laughs> <laughs> we know y- y'all know who that is the man yeah. of the deals the delios captain delio we got trader joe aka the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar what's going on amigo I am buff and I am the stuff. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Revenge of the Nerds quote? No, that is Buff Bagwell, WCW, vintage, like 1997. (laughs) (laughs) That is some some awesome uh, uh, human growth hormone in in the wrestling. (laughs) Scary. Some some primo steroid... uh, Female steroid reference there. Okay. <laughs> yes. But, uh, okay, y'all. So we're going to be discussing our games of the year. Uh, I think we've, between the, each of us, we've narrowed things down to our top three and maybe a couple of uh, honorable mentions and runner-ups. Uh, am I correct in assuming that? You, you are got definitely it, man. correct, my friend. Okay. All right. Bing, 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 bing. You bing. are the winner. I, yeah, speaking of bing, don't use that browser. That, 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 <laughs> Just I, I, yeah, a, a little behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes viewpoint for the show. I'm using, a, I'm, I'm broadcasting from my other computer and I've had updates akimbo that I had to do. And bing was just being freaking ridiculous, you know, oh. opening multiple windows, not closing when I wanted it to. And so use Chrome, use Firefox, use something, you know, well, Bing is just a search browser for Microsoft. Are you talking about either Internet Explorer or um, Edge? What Edge, whatever the heck they call it. <laughs> but whatever, whatever is the default browser for Windows 10 uh, can 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 burn in a cyber fire because it, it's it's crap. Uh, I think that would be Microsoft Edge. We calling you out, Microsoft Edge. That's right. We call you out. So, uh, you know, use one of the other browsers. Use use Safari or, you know, anything is better than that. But anyway, we're not talking, we're not critiquing browsers. We're talking about our games of the year. So I'm just going to head and and do you guys want to start with your top three first? Do you want to mention your runner-ups? How do you guys want to do this? Well, why don't we go in sequential order, meaning we'll go and kind of not just have one person talking for a considerable amount of time. Why don't we go in a particular order, do honorable mentions first, then do number three, number two, down to number one. And then if you want to sprinkle in some of our listeners' responses on Twitter, we could go and do that between, like, say, um, our number three, number two, yeah. and for the number one. Yeah, because yeah, so. we asked, uh, we put that out to our Twitter followers, and we got some, some <laughs> listener feedback. So it'll be interesting to see how, how all the games kind of uh, stack up against each other. So, yeah, I think that's okay. a great idea. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we we'll do this round robin style. We'll go with uh, Dez, Joe, and then I'll go. I'll bring up the bring up the back. So, all right, Dez, what's your number three? Uh, we, well, honorable our, mentions first. Honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Okay. Uh, Sorry. My <laughs> honorable mention. One of my honorable mentions would have to be. Uh, I guess honestly, this is going to sound weird, but I I have to say. Uh, Tokiden 2. Um, I really enjoyed that game. I thought it was fun. I liked playing it. Um, I know it is a Monster Hunter clone, so to speak, but but I do I, I did like the um, feudal, you know, feudal Japan sort of mix with it, and then and then being able to knock stuff out. I mean, it, it really played to my sensibilities. I thought the combat was strong. Um, the four player co op was good. Um, yeah, I, and I love the, the 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 spirits you could collect and then add to your uh, your your weapon and your and your armor and stuff like that to make your, to give yourself different different powers and different strengths and weaknesses. I just you know I, I Joe and I played played the first one for a while and then and then this you know he was like in the second one and I played the demo for the second one and I was like this is really good and then I um, I bought it. And we played it, played it for a couple of game nights. Um, it's a fun little game, you know. So I definitely have to say it as my, as my honorable mention because as I'm getting older, I'm really liking the ability to have uh, multiplayer. Like, I, and then looking at games that I could play with with multiple people. I'm, I'm finding that as as you know as I'm getting older and as you know, I really like the communal experience of uh, of uh, playing games. So and this game really kind of really scratched that itch. So, um, alrighty. Um, Joe, did you want to go or do you want to read someone, uh, one of our listeners or. Oh, let's, let's go, uh, go through our honorable mentions first and then we'll read a couple of emails just to kind of spice things up. Sure. Um, my honorable mentions, um, there's quite a few games that I have played off and on, and I just want to mention the games because I don't think I could clearly name them my one of my games of the year. Um, Diablo 3, uh, Reaper of Souls, um, yeah. the uh, Necromancer DLC came out, and so pretty much I got back into that for a hot minute. This is like when uh, Destiny was kind of ramping down and I was <laughs> looking for other stuff to play. And definitely I got into uh, Diablo 3 for a minute on there. Um, wish I could go back to it. Probably will get a chance to go back to it, you know, if the itch throws me. But this is one of my previous uh, top three of the year on uh, the Gamer Husbands podcast, you know, that other podcast <laughs> that I'm on. So uh, in years past and that kind of thing. So the game still resonates with me greatly. Um, also to a uh, handsome Jack collection with Borderlands. Um, this year, I pretty much, I capped off Borderlands 2 for the most part last year. And I kind of got into the um, Borderlands, the pre-sequel on there a little bit. And so, you know, I didn't get a chance to really like dive in deep. But what I played, I very much enjoyed. I think I got like a level like 30 character. I'm trying to remember, I think, a, you know, comparable to the Berserker in Borderlands 2. I forgot the character class that I was playing. But, uh, you know, we'll just roll with that <laughs> on that. So um, 
I also like a mention too. It's not in my top three this year because I didn't play it too much, but I should have. And that would be uh, Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild on there. And I know this is like game of the year for a lot of people or, you know, up there on a lot of people's lists. But um, basically I attempted to play the game three different times and, and get past the uh, opening area on there and finally get my horse and, you know, by the time things happened, I kind of just lost track and, uh, you know, just life, you know, working overtime, that kind of thing. And I have not gotten back to that game. It's one of my, you know, backlog regrets along with the tons of other games this year. You know, I could mention what uh, I have not played Persona 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, Yakuza Zero, you name it, uh, Neo. I mean, pretty much I don't need to search for deals at stores. I need to go look at my game room and and yeah. kind of dig in and look at my uh, um, even my digital backlog a little bit. I'd be saving a lot more money just doing a deeper dive and one I have that I haven't played on there but uh, also honorable mentions um dragon quest heroes 2 muso character action of course um enjoyed dragon quest quite a bit enjoyed the series and so that game was specifically good um sundered i played for a hot minute i thought it's very good game on psn but uh you know i want to get back to that and uh you know pretty much that'll do her for my honorable mentions i mean there's other stuff um i've played off and on but uh you know i want to diversify a bit i'm on a show talking about video games and it's you know i talk about destiny 2 every week and uh you know obviously well enough said i don't know as far as you know what my game of the year might be ha 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 but (laughs) (laughs) um but you know next year for this show at least i want to diversify a bit so whether i have to hold a gun to my head whether i have to give my wife the destiny 2 disc you know, so tell her to hide it in the back room you know, go flip go fling the disc out. i know that's, that's highly probable that that might be your best course of action yes or you know maybe Force myself to game on Xbox or something. Oh, God. Well, that's, that's Yeah, punishment. exactly. I mean, <laughs> no, don't say that. Uh, I'm I kidding. Just shots kidding. fired. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Jez, you want to go ahead and give your uh, your honorable mention list? Uh, yeah. Already did. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, was... I, didn't, I didn't realize Joe was going to, like, list a ton of games. I thought we was going to do one, but Joe was all, okay. like, with the kitchen sink and all that, so... Another honorable mention that I have that I want to talk about real quick was um, definitely Vikings, Wolves of Midgard. I thought that was a really fun game. It's a Diablo clone. Um, But it had had a lot of fun stuff to it. I really hope that they do a number two and uh, add a little bit more because I'm a fan of, um, you know, uh, know, Norse mythology. So having that with like Loki and Thor and all that stuff. It's, it's it's a fun little game. If you haven't picked it up, if you if you haven't picked it up and you can find it for cheap, I would definitely say go ahead and do that. This is really really good. Um, another honorable mention is is going to be we'll have two. First one will be Elix. Um, I thought Elix was was pretty good by Piranha Bytes. Um, it it's not for everybody. It is definitely full on Euro jank, as what folks call it. But I think that it it holds its euro jank metal on its sleeve and it takes it you know with pride 
Um, and once you really figure out what you're doing in that game, it's not it's not terrible. So I really enjoyed what I played of it. And then the last game is my honorable mention, and that would be uh, Agents of Mayhem uh, by Volition. I felt really bad. So bad. I felt really bad about that game because um, because people just did not feel it. I'm a huge comic book fan. It played like a comic book. Um, I thought people just didn't like the switching on the fly or just like people really, really wanted Saints Row 4 and they didn't get it. And so they took their I feel a lot of people took took their anger out, you know, on on them and didn't buy the game. Um, I thought the game was pretty good. Uh, the power sets were really good. Um, I didn't think it was boring. I thought it was very interesting, and I thought the missions were were crafted really well. Um, but for whatever reason, it just did not. It just did not um, register, you know, with with uh, with gamers. Um, again, if you can find it cheap, pick it up. It's a lot of fun. Go to your local red box. You can still buy it for five freaking dollars. Go. That is, that game is <laughs> worth more than five dollars, but you know whatever. it's even it's available at most red boxes. I'm looking even in yeah. my local town, and there's quite a few copies it's still worth floating so much around. More than five bucks, but but if you, I, I would definitely suggest picking and picking it up. Really good. Yeah, yeah. So skip those, uh, you know, two for five uh, half ass food deals. Go eat something healthy. Go eat an apple and go get Agents of Mayhem or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, Kev, what is your honorable mentions? Mentions, plural. Mentions. Yes. Plural. <laughs> uh, okay, I really didn't think about this too much, but I'm going to go ahead and go with several. Um, first up, Uppers on PlayStation Vita. It is The game is not available stateside. It was, it's an import. I had to import that game. Uppers is a ridiculously over-the-top uh, beat-em-up. I thought it was going to be a methamphetamine simulator. But... <laughs> <laughs> so did I at first. I was like, wait a minute. No, I know what it is. I know yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is, it is, re- I mean, when I say it's one of the most over-the-top beat-em-ups I've played, uh, I'd say maybe maybe since God hand, because you do some redunculous stuff in this game. You're and it. I have no idea what's going on. Basically you're either, you know, high school or just getting into college uh, age type kids. And you're beating the crap out of each other uh, in this city that's geared toward, seems to be geared toward, you know, the strongest fighters have, you know, control of the city or the school or whatever's going on. Either way, it, it's you can swap between two characters in, uh, in your team. There's a uh, a free mode where you can select any of the characters that you've unlocked in story mode. Um, there's uh, it, it is just really really good. The, the controls are simple. Um, I've been playing it on what I think is the hardest difficulty. Uh, it's not a super challenging game, but if you're not careful, you particularly during the boss battles, uh, you're going to you're going to get you might get um, molly whopped and haymakered a, a couple of times. The game is crazy. Um, you're knocking people into helicopters, bringing helicopters down, crashing them in, into the into the street. You are wheel kicking oncoming cars. <laughs> you wow. are, I mean, yeah. It is just so crazy and so fun. 
I was able to import it for uh, right around 30, 30 bucks, I think, through Amazon uh, at the time. And it's unfortunate that this game did not at least get a digital release um, in in the Western markets because it, it, it is crazy fun. Um, Take note, you know, for the, for those who have those sensibilities, this is not an a, Anita Sarkeesian approved game. You're part of the bonuses. You're trying to impress these, these crowds of uh, ladies cheering you on. You're in panties and all kinds that that builds up your your super meter that allows you to uh, unlock these super moves. So. Uh, for those who have sensibilities like that, this may not be the game for you, but just for sheer brawler beat 'em up fun, it, it's it's going to be hard to beat. Um, my next runner up is going to be River City Underground on PC. I've been playing that on Steam. Um, if you've been listening to Gamer Husbands when I was on that show, as well as this this. This this show, y'all know I am a Kunio Kun fanatic. Um, River City is River City, better known as River City Ransom series or River City series. Period. Um, in English markets, this is I, I don't even know who developed the game, but it is it is River City, and it is kind of like this not an open world adventure but it is a much this game is on a much larger scope than the other uh river city games that i've played uh recently there are easter eggs all literally all over the place secret bosses or secret boss fights and each character that you can use and there's a there's a laundry list of characters in the game um each has their own special attack, their own crowd control attacks, you know, heavy damage attacks. It is by far the deepest, it has the deepest um, combat system of any of the River, uh, River City Ransom games that I've played recently. Most of, most of, uh, and most of that has been on the, uh, the, the DS as well as on a PlayStation network um, of, pretty deep and intense combat system that if you unlock everything you can do some ridiculous combos i mean if you go on youtube and if you do a search for river city underground uh combo combo demonstration if you can master each character's move set you're doing like you're juggling multiple people continuously in the air for hundreds for a um, hundred hundreds of hits, <laughs> it wow. is absolutely ridiculous. The, the game can be as in depth or as simple as you want it to be, and it is definitely. If you like a good brawler, if you like a, a like a nice simple beat 'em up, um, it it simple in as far as how it's executed but very complex when you really want to get into the meat and potatoes of the system. I couldn't rec recommend uh, River City Ransom Underground uh, any more higher. My final runner-up is going to be uh, Yakuza Zero. 
And Yakuza Zero, I have not finished. I'm. I don't even want to estimate how far I am in the game. I'm not very far. I think I've taken out the the first major boss in the game. And all I can say with Yakuza Zero is the prequel to the entire Yakuza series. It takes place in the '80s. And I've said it before. I will say it again. Beating the yen out of people does n- never gets tired. I mean, and <laughs> if you're familiar with the with the Yakuza series of games, uh, it is very brawler focused. Uh, your main character Kazuma Kiryu is a Yakuza uh, sold foot soldier, and the whole series focuses on his on betrayal and you know tests of loyalty, and you're constantly fighting you know, rival Yakuza gang members to dealing with, you know, internal struggles within your own uh, uh, Yakuza clan or organization, whatever you want to call it. And it is a much beloved, is much beloved by fans of the series. And the brawling has really refined, been refined in some of these, in the later um, iterations of this game. And Zero, even though it's a prequel, um, I really like the combat system in it. There is a skill tree that is kind of reminiscent of um, Fist of the North Star, the which came out for uh, last-gen systems, even though that was a... um, What's that? My brain's not working today, folks. Uh, you know that it's that style of game where you're fighting bajillion different people at once. You know the uh, well, the Dynasty yeah, Musou. Warrior yeah, style. Musou, games, Musou. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember that term, even though it's a Musou style game. But in in uh, uh, Yakuza Zero. The the um, the way that you build up uh, Kiryu's uh, skills is you apply his the yin. <laughs> Everything is because and it's neat. It's a, it was it was a neat uh, uh, caricature of the eighties. You know, eighties where everybody was focused on you know getting ahead, getting money, getting ahead, getting money. Well, money is how you build up your abilities. You infuse money into your spirit, which allows you to do different moves in your combat in your combat style. You can switch. There's several different combat styles. You know, grapple, uh, kind of boxing, and there's one that's kind of like a Muay Thai type thing, even though they don't call it that. And you, the money that you earn from beating the crap out of people, beating the money out of them, you infuse, (laughs) it's called investing in yourself. I just thought this was hilarious. You invest that money that you get from them literally into yourself to improve your, your combat repertoire. And it's just, the whole game is just a brilliant critique on the 80s self-centeredness, uh, and, and, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, a materialism that was just running rampant through that that time, at least here in America. And although this is culturally and take culturally takes is centered on Japan, and 
actually takes place in Japan, you can see some of the um, similarities uh, as a kid growing up in the 80s that I remember, you know, even just growing up here in America that, that you go, oh, okay, yeah, I, rem- I remember people used to act that way. I, I get it now. And definitely worth checking out. It is a, it is a fantastic, fantastic beat-em-up. So, um there's probably some more that I could throw in there, but I think I will limit that to my honorable mentions. So with that, with our honorable mentions uh, taken care of, uh, we're going to go round Robin style and we're going to go to Des, the Bay Area Terror. My friend, what is your number three? My, my number three is uh, Monster Hunter Stories. Um, I thought that game was fantastic uh, for the 3DS. It is something that, I don't know, that game, like I played that game nonstop for a couple weeks. It was just, it was like everything that I wish Pokemon would kind of transform into because the ability to utilize some of the Monster Hunter uh, weaponry and the gathering and, and the stuff like that. And then, than actually being able to fight alongside your quote unquote your monsties they're called I think that's a stupid name but but that was cool and you you hatch eggs and you get new monsters and then you do attacks with your monsters and there's power attacks it's just and the story is pretty good it's a lot it's a lot longer than than I was expecting which was great because I was able to actually put some time and effort into it and I still haven't even beaten it you know and I haven't even touched touched um, the the downloadable content, uh, which was amazing. Capcom really, like, helped out. And uh, da- there's a whole bunch of download downloadable stuff for the game. Um, backgrounds, you know, hairstyles, um, weapons, all kinds of stuff. So it, it's a really... They packed a lot into that game, and it's well, well worth the price of admission. Um, very solid 3DS game. Um, I had just bought... An, the 2DS XL needed a game to play, and that game really, really scratched that Monster Hunter itch uh, because I had missed Monster Hunter. And I, I don't know, I, I had gotten a little burnt from the um, the handheld Monster Hunter games. For, I don't know, just like Monster Hunter is one of those games that just needs to be, you know, high def on a big television so you could see the monsters. There's like a scale. That that just that, that that just didn't like. I enjoyed the handhelds, but it didn't compare. Um, and this one just really, it felt like this game just Monster Hunter Stories just felt like it was perfect for the handheld. It, it just was a fantastic, fantastic game. So if you haven't picked it up, I say definitely pick it up. It's worth it. Okay, Joe, what's your number three? My number three. It's already been mentioned. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, Todekin 2 is my number three. Really? And that's your game? That's, that's your number three game of the year? Damn, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, 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 no. And I was just looking, you know, I was looking through my list of what I played this year. And, you know, I definitely enjoyed my time with Todekin 2. I think about, what, about a month ago, we were talking about the 
diving back into it. In fact, I bought Rose a copy of the game as well, my wife on there. And uh, just like you said, uh, Desmond, it's just that, um, you know, that Monster Hunter base gameplay, of course. And, you know, there's been enough Japanese games, uh, other games from other developers that kind of riffed off the same idea. And really Monster Hunter in of itself by itself is kind of a, a culmination of like uh fantasy star online combined with uh, other elements other games that come with that formula when it first came out and so you know um just to see the um the four player um uh, multiplayer uh the uh, matamas that you pick up on there um uh, the big beast the uh, open area in the game which uh, kind of uh really uh grew what came with Todekin Kiwami, which was the uh, first PS4 rendition of the game on there. Um, I felt that the game kind of brought forth um, enough gameplay styles, single player and multiplayer, where it was definitely worthy uh, of praise on that. I just wish we played it more, you know, multiplayer. I wish I played it more single player, you know, it's just uh, something to where when I was into it for a while, I was into it for uh, a considerable amount on there, kind of burn hot and burned out. Well, I almost beat that game. So I got, I got really, really far in that game. So it was, it's, it had a quality story. So I agree. It's a good game. Yeah, uh, the story too. I thought the story was a good baseline. I think the English translation should have been a little bit better. I know there was outrage about Ease 8 translation, which, you know, I haven't even mentioned because I'm waiting to play until the new translation comes out. But, uh, um, you know, that's one caveat is that, you know, I think the English translation is a little bit awkward. In comparison, I wish uh, that uh, they might have done a better job on it, you know, but uh, might have been a quick and dirty, like, you know, translation with a lot of text in the game and whatnot. But, uh, you know, um, it holds a 77% Metacritic, you know, like that does not mean anything, but <laughs> uh, rated highly on Steam as well. It's on PC. And so it's something to where if you guys out there have played it, I know a few of our listeners like Alberto, you have the game, I know. And, uh, you know, even though, you know, that that impending you know, superstar, superstar game, Monster Hunter World's coming out pretty soon. Um, I would like to still find time to get back to Totokin to f- f- at least finish the single player stuff and maybe even dive in some of the multiplayer. So, um, but uh, I'm thinking, you know, it might broaden my horizons a bit, but, you know, I enjoyed the game enough. What I played of it, I love the fact that you're able to access different weapons pretty easily. You started out with mainly all the weapons in the game, and you're able to, you know, experiment and, and at least bring the base weapons out with you and to be able to, you know, easily switch weapons to try different weapons out. And I think that's an inviting thing with the game as well. Um, was there anything else you'd like to add, Desmond? You know, that I'm not articulating properly. I mean, pretty much uh, uh, the game just the the setting too like you stated the like the mythical uh, japanese like you know feudal style i think just brought forth that atmosphere that i enjoyed quite a bit as well so no, not really i mean the only the only thing i can think of that really was something that stood out is is in the open world you could find other hunters that were there and you can actually help them and they would join your party for a while now that was really kind of a cool little mechanic as well like it, it made the world seem like it was lived in and stuff so but yeah, yeah. great game great game 
And if you know, since I'm a deal hunter, um, see if you can get it from Best Buy. Best Buy has it for $19.99, I believe. So if you have Gamers Club Unlock, you can grab it for $15.99 with that. And there's actually a free version on PSN that you could actually download. It's the free alliances version on there. So, and you could actually um, group together with people that actually own the retail game. And you could go up to, uh, um, I believe, the first chapter in the game on there so and then you're able to if you want to to be able to purchase the game uh, afterwards on there i think your save would carry over on that i believe there's a demo and a, the free version on the store so it just depends on how you want to dabble in the game but uh, the opportunity is out there to play the game if you want to play the game so awesome awesome okay <clears throat> Well, why don't we interject some of our uh, feedback the, from that we got from our listeners for their number three uh, games of the year? Well, um, as far as their number threes, they didn't. A lot of our listeners, when they responded, Did they? they didn't they put a didn't number. Some of them didn't number it, but we'll go ahead and go and read through a couple of responses, uh, Kevin, and see as far as what they have to add. Do you want to do your number three first, though? Okay, um, well, I'll go ahead and hit y'all with my number three, and I think my number three is going to be Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch. And I'm not really a platformer guy. I mean, I, I've, I've always appreciated them. Um, there have been some that, that have really stuck in my been stuck in my mind as being favorites, you know, games like Klonoa, for those of you that remember that from the original PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, Clockwork Night, for those of you that might remember that from this, from this uh, Sega Saturn. But, you know, I've been, I've appreciated them, but I've never been, you know, like a Uber platformer fan. But after acquiring the Switch, and picking up Super Mario Odyssey, I can honestly say that I have not smiled as much all this year during my game time as I have while playing Super Mario Odyssey. There is, there is Nintendo has this way of touching your your inner child. You know, and in a way that just as an adult, that just makes you remember what video games have always been about, and that being fun. Um, I've said I've said this before. PlayStation has given me the thrills and spills and the excitement, but Nintendo has been has been gives me my smile during my game time, and. That is just so encapsulated in what Mario Odyssey does. It is not it now. I, I from what I understand, I haven't finished the game yet, but I've heard that once you finish the story proper, the difficulty really ramps up when trying to uh, uh, pick up some of those additional moons. This game is not very difficult as far as your boss battles go. But again, the world that they've created, and, and what, there's something that happens when you get to New Donk City. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but given who the who the mayor is, 
the way they 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 played into the, that in, the end of that level is is I was just grinning like the Cheshire Cat the entire time I was playing that ending sequence. It was it, it was it was it it's brilliant <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, and Nintendo just has that way of, I mean hitting you whether you want to call it, I don't care if you want to call it nostalgia I don't care if you want to call it well it's you know appealing to uh, the kitty game I don't care what you call it how you define it Mario Odyssey is one of the like I said it's the game that made me smile the most this year and that's why it it's got my number three spot it's just absolutely fantastic, uh, very entertaining, and if you have a Switch, it's got to be in your library, without a doubt, without a doubt. So that's going to be my number three. So, uh, Des, why don't you hit us with your number two, man? Okay. Um, um, well, why don't we go? Why don't we go ahead and, and, and give us a, a little bit of what of what the folks. Uh, oh, okay, I I thought we were doing the, all our threes and fine. then going to that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Joe, what did uh, what did the folks say? You know. Okay, well, I'll read off a, a few responses here. I'll kind of read off. We had eight responses in total, so what I'm going to be doing is I'll read uh, four here. We'll go to our number two. Then after our number twos, we'll go and read the remaining four and then do our number ones on there. So uh, first uh, responder to my tweet for top three of the year is our good friend Al Burko, which he can be uh, contacted on Twitter at AMPMGamer on there. So and this is his uh, tweet. Uh, his top three of the year, Horizon Zero Dawn. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Monster Hunter Stories. These games totally took me by surprise and left me wanting to come back to it uh, every day until I got to the end credits on there. So so definitely a great top three on there. Um, I have not played Monster Hunter Stories or Horizon Zero Dawn yet. <laughs> I know I have a lot to attest to. I know, Desmond, you enjoyed Monster Hunter Stories quite a bit, of course, Fantastic. since it's your number three. Yeah. I know Al kind of, he beat the game and was kind of imploring you to beat the game as well. So, and imploring me to actually play the game. So, yeah, because the game really kind of opens up uh, after you beat it. You know, there's a lot of stuff to do after you beat the game. Oh, with Monster Hunter Stories? Yep. Oh, right now. And the same thing happens with Zelda, too. Once you beat the game, too, it does open up. In fact, that new DLC looks quite good. And then I think Kevin could attest. Did you dabble with Horizon Zero Dawn a bit, Kevin? I know. I don't know if it's uh, maybe coming up, possibly, but. <laughs> it it would if I would have given it more time. Yeah. Um, just from what little I played, it definitely would have been in my top three somewhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I had to I had to leave it off. <laughs> uh, but I'll, 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 we'll get to that one. We'll yeah, we, we, we know what you did, Dahlia. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I think the listeners, if they paid attention or, or, or if they paid attention to what you've been playing for, throughout the year, kind of have an idea of what's going on with that as well. So um, next uh, tweeter, uh, responder to our wonderful tweet, 
our good friend Gerald Ocon, um, our Destiny 2 brother in arms on there. So his top three. Uh, number three, uh, Cuphead, uh, the wonderful game from uh, – uh, forgot the name of the studio. I know it's, uh, it comes to me afterwards if I think about it, but a great indie title published on – both the Xbox One and PC, of course, published by Microsoft. Uh, great 2D side-scroller. I have not had the opportunity to play it. Yeah, I did buy it, though. I know, Kevin, I don't know if you had a chance to dabble with it or not. Just very briefly, uh, it is hard as nails, but that art style is ridiculously good. It, it's deserved all the accolades it's gotten. For sure. It is number two is Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch on there and enough's been said about that uh, I know Desmond you've dabbled with Super Mario Odyssey a bit I actually have not oh okay <laughs> yeah Paul's you the one that's played it I've I played uh, Breath of the Wild so I haven't really took uh, I haven't really took the reins I'm still looking yeah. to get a um, a, a pro controller for my uh, my Switch so I'm hoping Santa brings me one because I do not like the uh the, the, Joy-Cons. Yeah, that Joy-Con controller thing. I don't like that. So hopefully, you know, I've been a good boy and Santa will bring me one. So <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. I, I was almost almost buying that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, Nintendo Switch controller that I saw, but those are now hard to find, much, much to my chagrin. But uh, to me, you know, it's hard because that Nintendo Pro Controller is like 75 bucks. That's kind of a tough pill to swallow on there i know that's probably a reason why you don't have one right now that is exactly the reason why i don't and then gerald's number one is a destiny 2 bungie's a fine sequel to their um you know games uh games as a service mmo light shooter you know so i think we will probably be talking about this game a little later on the show so on that but uh, thanks for the response Gerald much appreciated and then also too here um, we had a response from Sam uh, which can be uh, located on Twitter at uh, V-A-L-A-G-A-S uh, Balagas I say it's pronounced that his top three of the year uh, his number three is Horizon Zero Dawn on there great choice of course uh, and his number two Kevin is Yakuza Zero so uh, one of your honorable mentions kind of gets mentioned to someone's top three, which is uh, yeah, on my definitely pile of shame this year. So mm-hmm. I know, Desmond, you talked about wanting to dabble in the Yakuza series a bit. So I don't know if uh, there's something to look forward to in the future, maybe for you. Yeah, I'll definitely be picking up in the future. Yeah, for sure. And then his number one. Um, surprise, 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 Persona 5 on there. So little little RPG from this uh, company called Atlas that just came out at the beginning of the year on that, well, which like Destiny 2, we'll probably be talking a little bit more later on the show on that. So, And then the fourth responder uh, to the tweet, our good old friend Detroit Slasher on there, uh, part of the OFR radio network, of course. On here, his top three of the year. Uh, number three, Agents of Mayhem. Surprise, surprise. Desmond, some love for the game, at least. So, Thank you. Yes, you know. Uh, so, Volition, I will definitely, you know, I think for anyone out there, I bought the game f- close to retail price, and uh, I need to play it. But uh, looking to dabble in it. Um, Kevin, did you get a chance to play Agents of Mayhem yet? I wasn't sure if you actually played it or not or rented it. I did not. Um, there was... 
uh, I probably kind of fall in in that group that uh, Des mentioned earlier. Those folks that you know were hoping for a you know uh, Saints Saint Row. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I've seen, I, I watched some. I watched gameplay video of it and the the switching to the different people and. It just didn't really speak to me like I was hoping it would. So uh, I think I was hoping for Saints Row with a different skin, <laughs> and maybe maybe that that's just my my own fault for not uh, trying to accept the game for what it was. But no, I never did get around to trying it out. Well, who knows? Maybe Santa will come down your chimney and bring a little red box container with agents <laughs> of mayhem in there. You know, damn, Santa's gonna have his hands full. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, and Detroit Slashers number two is Assassin's Creed Origins on there. A great entry in that series, which you know I have not played as of yet. I did buy it. Um, I don't know if either of you two have played it. I know you dabbled in it, I believe, Kevin, right? Bought it, have not tried it at all. Wow. Yeah, and I'm an yeah. Assassin's Creed. I, I played and finished all of them, and uh, I have not even gotten around to this one yet. I I need to clone my brain three different times and then be able to just plug in. <laughs> it, it would behoove me to be able to play more games. So. And then his number one, at least the first one listed, is going to be Call of Duty World War II. So, so I know, um, I know, at least for you, Desmond and Kevin, I know you haven't even touched World War II. I don't know if you're big Call of Duty fans. I'm not assuming not on there um i have dabbled in the game on the beta you know enough so i enjoyed it for that weekend and i bought it and i have not touched it so <laughs> so wow. probably the reason why it's on our top three but you know that uh, a, a game we'll be talking about later on the show is probably you know gotten that worm up in my you know <laughs> in my brain so but uh, those are our first four responders we'll kind of cover the remaining four responders after our number two like i said so Without further ado, Desmond, what is your number two game of the year? Uh, my number two game of the year would have to be uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of that out of that game. Uh, it was just irreverent. It's horrible. It's tacky. It's just, you know, you, you, I've been a huge South Park fan for a very long time. I beat the Stick of Truth. Uh, I'm on my way to beating this game. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. It's a lot like the first, but just just the, the, the smart storytelling, you know, and, and I really like the combat, being, having it be grid-based and, and, and having it be, um, you know, your powers span a certain amount of, certain amount of uh, grid spaces, uh, spaces on the grid. So positioning was really, was really necessary and just, and you thought that I would get boring, but they mixed it up in certain things that you had to do during <laughs> battles. Um, just a lot of, just a lot of fun stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't. Dark meat Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. Dark meat Cthulhu. <laughs> The uh, the sixth graders, um, you know, being able to fart so bad or fart so hard that you rip that that you can basically speed up time to shift it from day to night or 
or stop time. It's like you, literally your farts control time. It's like, what? It's just silly stuff. And the microaggressions and, and, and having openings. If you spot a microaggression, you get an extra attack. And, you know, there's even a there's even a side scrolling game in it. It's just a really fun fun game i if you if you've been listening for a while you know that i spent like uh one of the episodes i spent a long time talking about it's just because it's just a it's just a fun game it's just you have it is not for the the weak of heart you know you really have to kind of be like what the hell you know (laughs) am i watching because it is wow uh but definitely worth it definitely definitely worth it yeah and and on the deal angle for the game yeah right now you could find it that couple places for 30 bucks probably still be on sale like even after christmas on definitely well worth it definitely worth it and it still comes it comes with a code for the stick of truth inside the package as well so you know definitely i think uh for 30 bucks to get two south park rpg games on there uh two different takes on this formula probably well worth it for sure so definitely definitely pick it up all right joe what's your number two sir Number two, surprise, surprise, if you've been listening to this show quite a bit, um, it is going to be a 3DS game. It's going to be Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King on there. And you know, I've been playing this game off and on all year since it came out. came out early this year on there, and I never really got a chance to uh, play the Dragon Quest Eight on the PS2 when it originally came out back in the day, and so uh, just to get this uh, wonderful game on a portable format and finally out in English, finally out in the US on there, um, I was thinking for a minute that uh, Dragon Quest was done in the US after Dragon Quest Nine came out because both Dragon Quest Seven and Dragon Quest Eight uh, took a considerable amount of time to come out on there uh, and to wait literally for Dragon Quest Seven for a couple of years to come out. And so um, charming, charming game. Obviously, the characters in the game are awesome. Between the hero and uh, Angelo and uh, Jessica and Yangus on there, just to see their kind of story arcs on there. And then to um, learn about King Trode and his uh, Princess Medea, of course, uh, uh, which happens to be, for most of the game, the horse that you ride on the trailer. She got transformed from a princess to a um, horse by the uh, protagonist, the uh, uh, you know the enemy in the game, Dolmagus. And so right now it's just uh, all about the quest to find Dolmagus and make him pay on there. And so, um, you know, Definitely just the old school 2D, um, you know, no, no, not 2D, a 3D, but turn-based RPG goodness on there. And I can't recommend it even, you know, given my hearty two thumbs up. It's been my portable game of the year and uh, it's something to where I'm going to be continuing to play and get this thing finished, probably hopefully under 100 hours of gameplay. But uh um, I definitely enjoyed the game quite a bit. I know. Did you play the game before Desmond on PS2, or have you played the three? You played the 3DS version. I know you have it. So. I almost beat the PS4 version. Uh, sorry, the PS2 version. It? Yeah, the PS2 version. That was really yeah. the first Dragon Quest game that I really, really, really got hardcore into. Um, I was very turned off by the point of view style, where you're looking at the 
the creatures and you click a button and there'd be like a slash across the screen. Like I didn't, I was not a fan of that. I, that's why Final Fantasy always spoke to me because you can actually, it was a side, it was a side view, a profile view, and you can actually see them walk up and slash them. Like I like that shit. It was like, ah, I can see what the, I can see my characters actually doing shit, right? And then um, when, when that game came out was really the first time I actually was like, wow, you know, and I was just blown away by that game. I got to the end of the game where, where I, I almost beat him. For whatever reason, I just couldn't beat him. I was so annoyed by it. I think it was because I was trying to beat the, the optional boss, um, and I couldn't beat the optional boss. And so I was just like, uh, so, um, so, yeah, I have that game. I cannot wait to start playing it. I pretty much have all of the uh, 3DS versions of those games that when they were remade, um, and I, I, I love them all. If you don't have this one in your collection, you should definitely go out and get it. It is well worth it. Yeah, um, for you, those of you looking for a deal maybe on the game, just my angle, of course. <laughs> um, Toys R Us is clearancing both Dragon Quest Seven and Eight right now, so if you're able to find them in store, they're like 12 bucks, which is like a steal. It's literally if a steal. You, you really need to go get it, <laughs> folks, if, if you don't have it already. Go get it. In fact, if you're interested, I know there's a local retailer with at least, I think, a couple copies of Eight that if you really, if you're listening to this, uh, I will gladly go and buy it for you ship it to you and uh have you, you know, obviously pay me for it but um i have no problem like you know getting a deal for you especially if it's something you're going to enjoy and play for sure so okay okay well my number two is going to be near automata and for those who Again, if you listen to me on Gamer Husbands, you've listened to me on this show, you know that my opinion of Platinum Games, even though they've had some some games that haven't been all that great, I still say that they are the king of the beat-em-ups right now. Um, and Near Automata proves that they, when they're when their A team is on their A game. Not only can they put out a top-tier brawler, they can also put out a game with a fantastic story. Um, the adventures with 9S and 2B, the two androids that, well, you control 2B, 9S is your uh, non-controllable uh, companion. As you go through this world with... Enemies at first glance don't seem all that exciting. You know, the robots look like something you would see maybe off of, you know, like rusted versions of something you might see on like a, a children's puppet show or something like that. But the they are well animated, they are well detailed, and the more complicated enemies are just... You have you almost have you have to stop and just kind of look at them, uh, particularly as you're finding some of the even the larger enemies that that take up the entire screen. Um, the story, I is the the way that they're able to infuse character into these you know NPC robots that you're interacting with. The, the basic the core story is. Earth has been taken over by this, the, by these machines uh, that came from outer space. 
and they've driven all the humans off of the planet. They're they're residing on the moon, those that survived, and the ones that survived created these complex androids, uh, which is what 9S and 2B are, and those androids' mission is to go to Earth, fight the these machines so that they can win the Earth back for humanity. And there are issues of, uh, you know, can an android have emotions? All, all that type of thing kind of flows into it. But also as the androids go throughout their adventure, and you have to actually, I believe you have to finish the game three times to really get the complete ending. As they go through their, their adventure, the machines that they interact with and the decision that you make whether to engage or not engage, it just, if you don't engage some of those enemies, those Platinum was able to write in individual character stories with those NPC robots that is just freaking fantastic. You know, um, one robot thinks it's a parent and it has a child. They, they've been imprinted somehow with human emotion. And the androids are trying to figure out, figure that out because they're closer to humans, both in design and function, than these robots are. But they're experiencing more human emotion than they are. And so there's this kind of juxtaposition back and forth between the between the two. Uh, I guess you could say types and there are some twists and turns with some of the bosses that you come in contact with. It is just phenomenal. And the, the thing that kind of pushes the game over, over the top is its soundtrack. It has one of the most haunting and just fantastic gaming soundtracks I've ever heard bar none period. There are some, there are some, areas that you encounter where I found myself just kind of standing around for five minutes or so, just listening to the melody of each of that stage, because each area kind of has a theme and the music that they, that, that, that they've orchestrated for this game. A lot of it is just, I mean, all of it is fantastic, but some of them are just is just so haunting that you have to just stop and listen to it and it's like wow based on what's going on in this region this section the music that they created for this section just fits perfectly and i i, I can't it, the only reason it's not number one is simply because of the amount of time invested uh my for for me personally, but I if you if you've got a PC, if you've got a if you've got a PlayStation, and you like beat 'em ups, or even if you're not that big into beat 'em ups, but you like a game with a good story, check out Near Automata. It is it is plat a platinum game opus, without question. Um, combat that is right up there with Bayonetta and a story that I would I would put up against just about any narrative that I've played this year. 
just a, a fantastic game all the way around. So that's going to be my number two. So, uh, Dez, what's your? Uh, we're going to go back to what, our. Are we going to go back to our people? Yeah, okay. go back to our people now. We're, we're, we're going we're, back we're, to the folks. We're approaching our number one. So let's see. Let's see, Joe. We got we got four more. What are there? All right. Let's go ahead and, and dip into our responses on there. Uh, listener Vlad's Hammer himself, Mr. OFR, is uh, number one on here. His top three for the year. Number three, Star Wars Battlefront Two, a uh, rogue entry in our top three so far. First entry on but, there. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I have not dabbled in Battlefront 2. I don't know if uh, any of us have dabbled in Battlefront 2. I, I have. So. I have. It, nope. it is a great playing game. I'm trying. I'm going through the uh, the narrative. The the narrative. The gameplay is good. It, it's got a. It's picked up a lot of heat. Um, maybe for for valid reasons maybe not i was never going to buy any of those loot boxes anyway but um it's fun if if you're in if you like star wars um it's not if you're dying for a star wars story you know maybe the narrative isn't gonna isn't gonna make you want to is isn't really gonna you know draw you in like a dedicated story-based you know star wars game might but the the narrative campaign is good. It's it's a solid story, and graphically, it's great. The vehicles control much better than they did in the first game, at least in my opinion. Um, I had to make some adjustments, and took me a while to get used to some things. But uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic game. It's a fan. It's a fan. You know, mechanics wise. Uh, so I've been enjoying what I've played of it. Right on. I might dabble in it, but uh, with that backlog, and I'm not a big Star Wars fan, I'm probably going to um, pass on it, in my opinion. I don't know about you, Desmond. I know you're uh, not a fan of uh, first-person shooters, but is this a first-person or third-person? It's person? a first and third-person. Yeah, no either, but okay. I'm just, nah, not my cup of tea. I'm waiting for a full-fledged uh, Star uh, Star Wars RPG. So whenever they get out their asses and get that done, you got my money. So <laughs> Gotcha. You know, make it make it so, people. Make it so. Make it make so. It, make it rain. RPG, Star Wars goodness. Right. Kotar. Kotar 3, man. Do it. All right. And then Vlad's number two, Call of Duty World War Two, And then his number one, Assassin's Creed Origins on there. So also three great picks on there. Three games that have been lauded by quite a few people on there. So... Next listener that responded, um, Mr. Chaffee, who can be found at that Chaffee, T-H-A-T-C-H-A-U-F-I-E. And co-host of the podcast, Games We Don't Play. Yep. Good podcast. I have never listened to it. Yes, it is a good podcast. It's it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Kind of like that name. (laughs) So it hits to my heart. But his top three for the year, number three is going to be uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Definitely uh, in our backlogs for sure. I know, Desmond, I know you've been thinking about buying this game all year and haven't bought it yet. I bought it. 
Oh, you bought it? Oh, mm-hmm. good deal. But good I, haven't, deal. I, know, I just haven't played it yet because I know that once I do, I'm going to be hooked. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's number two. What remains of Edith Finch on there? So uh, PSN game, of course. Uh, I forget if this game is on multiple platforms or not. I believe um, it is. I think it's yeah. on Steam. So, but uh, kind of... Uh, something that to me, all of us, I don't know if, if you kind of even played or dabbled in that game at all, Desmond. I have not. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't I've really kinda... know really anything about it. So I haven't really done anything with it. So, nope. <laughs> well, it was developed by uh, Giant Sparrow, of course. Uh, and they also brought out Unfinished Swan on uh, PlayStation 3 and uh, on the Vita on there um have not had an opportunity to even dabble or play the game i would love maybe to look into a game a little bit more i know it's gotten good reviews on uh you know through the usual i know on steam it's 10 out of 10 what's showing on there and then it's metacritic is also very strong so maybe it's something that you know god forbid maybe we need to take a look a further look into uh, the plot line of the game is about a uh, collection of short stories about a cursed family in Washington State. So um, I remember seeing a PlayStation experience last year and, uh, you know, I guess just got lost in the mix a bit. So on that, but great number two selection for you. I'm glad that game resonated with you. And then number one, Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice uh, from Mr. Chaffee, and, uh, and, you know, I almost came yay close after seeing all the love Hellblade was getting uh, at the um, Game Awards this uh, past week or two uh, to actually pick it up. I know uh, the developers of the game, which I'm trying to Ninja think. Theory. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, you know, they kind of stuck their neck out a bit by doing this game on their own and developing it uh, with their own funds on there, and I know they stated that the game has made its money back now and it is going into profit territory for them at least. So on that, um, I know Kevin, did you buy this game? Cause I know you're a big fan of Ninja Theory stuff, right? I am. And I need to buy it. I've just been sideswiped by other games. Yeah. But I will, I will definitely be, be snagging this at some point, uh, probably during the Christmas break. Yeah, no shame, man. There's been enough games out. It's like it's kind of hard not to just get overwhelmed by everything. So, but uh, we'll definitely take a look and see about uh, both of those games, Hellblade and what remains of Edith Finch, to see because they're kind of both have flew under my at least flown under my radar. And I know um, I'm aware of Hellblade, but it's like you know we haven't taken the time to really play through and then from what i read it only takes like five six hours to play through the entirety of the game which you know might be a good thing you know so and really uh I, the thing that i was really impressed with is how ninja theory was able to work in psychosis and make it a gameplay mechanic um i've heard multiple people say that this is the type of game that you really really should play with a with headphones yeah because of the you actually hear the voices in her head <laughs> and that's how you uh manipulate the world so very much impressed with what uh, uh ninja theory was able to accomplish with this game and they deserve 
that game deserves all the accolades from what I hear, and I will definitely be getting that game. Right on. And then next listener with uh, his top three, uh, we hear from Mr. Uh, AZ Rockslide himself from the Everyday Gamers podcast on here. His number three was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on that. Excellent choice, of course. And then he has listed not a number two, but two number one. So maybe he couldn't decide between the two, but uh, he had listed both Horizon Zero Dawn and also Hellblade Senua Sacrifice as his both co-number ones on there. So definitely great games that have been accolated all throughout the year on that. Games we want to get to and play. At least I can speak for myself. Backlog mayhem over here So <laughs> on that. So great choices on there. And then last but not least, our eighth vote. Um, facetious, if I'm saying is handle right on yes. here. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, his Twitter handle is at facetious, it's F-A-C-E-I-T-I-O-U-S-P-O-D on there. And his votes for the games of the year for him, number three, Assassin's Creed Origins. Number two, first appearance on the list for any uh, responses, Uncharted Lost Legacy. So the uh, uh, Naughty Dog uh, kind of uh, almost pseudo-sequel to Uncharted 4, uh, great reviews for this game i have it in my collection have no played it in common refrain so yeah any of you guys interested in uncharted lost legacy at all i am i'm trying i kind of sort of want to wait until i get a 4k tv because i haven't even played uncharted 4 yet so i'm trying to hold that off in a way i i kind of would would hold off horizon zero dawn for the same reason but um yeah, I really want to get a 4K set in order to really get the full experience. Um, but definitely going to be playing it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I kind of do. I For some reason, I really want to go back and play. Like, I never played the uh, Nathan Drake. You know, I never played those Uncharted games. So part of me wants to get the, you know, Nathan Drake collection for the PS4 and just kind of sit down and, like, waste a month just playing all three of those games. But... Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I actually want to go back to all three of those games. I have the collection, and uh, I definitely want to go pound through all three, go play four, and then play, play Lost Legacy. I think it would be a good old time just to maybe uh, binge on those games, like kind of do like a Netflix-type binge on there. So. so if you haven't bought it yet, Desmond, um, I know um, Nathan Drake collection is going for 10 bucks at the that wonderful retailer GameStop right now. So go, ooh, ooh go trade in some some uh, ill bought game and, and maybe ill bought games. Is that, what, yes. is that what we're saying now? Ill bought games. Ill bought yes. games. Yeah, games that maybe uh, didn't uh, go down the palate. Didn't <laughs> wasn't as pleasing to the palate as you thought it was. Yeah. Was maybe games I recommend that I was going to play multiplayer with you, but never followed through. You can you can get it for for trading in two agents of mayhem. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, actually, maybe just one. Or maybe just on. one. Yeah, you are hurting. Me. Oh, the, the the pain, the pain, the pain. No. <laughs> and, and then uh, facetious is number one. Uh, as mentioned by a lot of listeners, Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe we owe it to the listeners to actually play that game to give our impressions about it because uh, I, I feel guilty. 
I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, but uh, that's our responses. Uh, excellent top threes from everyone that responded. Appreciate the love and support, of course. Uh, Always. Um, and if you want more lists to submit, uh, season two, episode one, which will be coming out the box hot uh, sometime in January, we'll uh, have our most anticipated games of the year. And we'll also solicit a top three from y'all. And then we are going to be giving away uh, for a random pick for our hot top three, some fabulous prizes, of course. So which uh, we'll go more into detail uh, as that uh, episode <laughs> hits once season two launches on there. But we'll have more details for you out there giveaways for you guys for sharing the love of course so definitely sounds, sounds good sounds good so i get we are at our number one spot number one picks bum, 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 bum. Dun, dun, dun. it's not butter sorry <laughs> it's imperial <laughs> you said imperial how old are you jesus <laughs> imperial Mm-mm. A little too old for some of these kids. <laughs> Don't squeeze the shaman. Talking about Imperial. What's wrong with you? Butter. Parquet. Butter. Parquet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Des. What is your number one pick for game of the year, my friend? So I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. No hate. But hate, 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 hate. hate. Uh, my game of the year, and I'm just going to say it, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I loved it. I thought that game was fantastic. I played the crap out of it. I beat it. Um, I have no regrets. I thought the gameplay was fun. I thought the story was fun. Uh, the characters were engaging. I really, I just enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I came home and wanted to play that game I, I wanted to play that game and when it was over i felt really like damn this game is over you know and i just was like wow you know and i wanted to like i wanted to play more so i was really i was really sad when they said they weren't going to do any any extra dlc or any content or anything like that you know i, do, I don't believe that it deserved all of the hate it got um i definitely deserve some of the hate being shipped the way it was but uh, i don't think it deserved all, all all of what it got and i th- and i thought that uh video game vloggers and and the people who who are opinion makers um really just pounced on that game and and really destroyed it so um but that's just again this is my opinion i enjoyed it um warts and all I, I fell in love with that game and had a fantastic, fantastic time uh, with it. Um, did it have its Did it have its you know bad stuff? Of course, every game does. But but I I really enjoyed that game. Uh, so much that I pay I put like you know over a hundred hours into it. Um, you know, well over a hundred hours in it. Just playing it, I played every. Every I played literally played all of the, each of the characters' backstories. I played all of the solo content, all, all the extra content. You know, I played I played everything that that game had to offer. I played, um, and it it was worth it every time. So that's my pick. How does how does it how does it rank with the trilogy? Um, here's the thing about the trilogy. I played the first one. 
And I was like, okay. I got pretty far on the first one, and I was just like, meh. And then I played the second one, and I was like, I got pretty far on it, but I said, meh, never beat it. And I never played the third <laughs> one. So I never really okay. I never really got the appeal of the other Mass Effect games. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. about it just didn't really speak to me. But for whatever reason, this one did. Maybe it's because it was like it, it was the exploration portion of it. I don't know. But, you know, the game really just kind of spoke to me um, in this. It, it spoke to me. And I was just like, this is so good. So Yeah. Don't don't let public opinion sway your. Uh, you know, you know I've you I've know. played tons of game that people that the reviewers and people said were shit. Like, I don't. It's just very interesting. You know, just 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 it, it was just interesting to me. The amount, because I watch, I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. You know, I ride the bus a lot, um, and and I have my headphones on, and I reach, I watch a lot of vloggers, vloggers, and and just you know, online reviewers, and just the sheer amount of um, hate that was, and just you know, stuff that was lobbed at that game was just really like wow. And then and then I know you know. And you know, and and I really think that a lot of a lot of that really you know spoke really really hurt its sales. You know, again, you know, it had the game come out, you know, one hundred percent fantastical, magical. You know, I don't think it would have uh, got that much. There were there were definitely things that were that needed, but but no game that coming out is perfect. Number one, I mean, they do they do glitch episodes about every game that's glitch episodes about every games that are out there. So why they chose this one, I, I don't know. Maybe because people were just really taken back or, or upset because they hold the original trilogy in such high regards, um, and this was something that they did not think it was. Um, I do, and I've and I've read and I have watched a tons of, you know accounts about you know how the 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 um the the the, t- the development team had to learn the new engine and how some of them were taken off to go do anthem and how you know you know little by little this game's uh, changed and 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 what the, the game that we got is only like a fraction of 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 the original game that they wanted to put out like i got all that i get all that you know so it is a testament that they were able to put together you know cobble together anything uh, given given what has been reported by the game media about the the troubles and tribulations about about putting putting that game out and and, and yeah, the development I, of that game, so I, I think from what I read, they only took eighteen months to bring out the game from beginning to end after everything yeah. that happened. So, so yeah, so it's just one of those things where you just kind of like, you know, the game is what it is. I, I thought I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was great actually. I I, I beat it. Uh, again, came home, played every every aspect of that game. I milked that game dry, and and I loved it. So, that is my game of the year, like it or not. So, Kev, uh, since since Joe's always been given his second one, why don't you give us yours? We'll we'll end off with Trader Joe. Okay. Well, my number one, you'll never see it coming. Oh Lord. Uh, yeah, I know. You forgive me. <laughs> And if you've ever played Persona 5, you'll recognize that uh, <laughs> that poorly sung. <laughs> I need to buy that, that game. Poorly really sung do. lyric. <laughs> I need to buy that game. Because you, you talked way too much about that, just like I did about my games. But, like, I didn't really need to play that game. Oh, man. Um, okay. 
long story short, my good friend Damon has been into Persona since it's the first game. And every time a Persona came out, he's like, yo, Kev, you got to check this out. Nah, I'm not into turn-based RPG. Another one comes out, you got to check it out, got to check it out, got to check it out. Finally got around and like, okay, I'll check out Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. Bought it, played it, fell in love with it. It's turn-based RPG, but the story, the stories surrounding both your main character and the people that he pulls into his group to solve these murders that are going on in this, you know, other dimension through a television set. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but once you play the game, it does. I was like, man, I don't know how they can do it, how how they can do what the next persona, if they make another one, is going to be any better. Then Persona 5 comes out. And 320 hours later, um, they did. They it, it's I personally believe it is a better story. It is a better game mechanically than Persona 4. And wow. <laughs> Dealing, I mean, I don't I don't know what it I don't know how they are able to just draw people in, draw me in into what would otherwise be just, it's like, why do I care about these high school kids and their problems? It's like, you know, Japanese version of 90210. For those of you that are old enough to remember that show. (laughs) But man, the issues that they tackle in this game Adult, it's it's is adult game. It's it's they tackle adult issues. Um, the basically they are using this app to go into this alternate dimension and basically attack uh, people's evil intentions that are manifesting in the real world. And wow, you just like in prior personas, you have to build relationships that not only make your make your primary character stronger, also makes the personas, haha, because that's where the, the term, the game gets its name from. These, um, I guess you would call it uh, personalities or entities that you can utilize in, in this alternate dimension that you use to fight. You know, electric is weak to, is weak to, and I forget what the, what the, the elemental breakdown uh, of it is, but each persona is weak against another power, another ability. And since just like in all other personas, your main character can use multiple personas at the same time, while everybody in your party is, can only use one, you are the, the special case. Your main character is always a special case in the persona game. And you have to plan your attacks accordingly as to, you know, what enemy you're facing, you know, what what and what their power set is and what their weakness and strengths are. And it's a turn-based RPG, but there are just these small little gameplay mechanics that are implemented into it that the, the turn-based part is I looked forward to playing that just as much as I looked forward to pushing the narrative further uh, as you deal with your day-to-day, going to school. Uh, do I hang out with with my friend here? Do I 
pursue a relationship with this person there. And each decision that you make um, benefits your abilities in the alternate dimension as you're going about as as a phantom thief, you know, correcting the wrongs. Um, I guess the only thing, the only critique that I would have in comparing it to four, I think Persona Four had a just a just real quick had a better reason for why you're doing it than Persona Five did, but I think Persona Five had a better overarching story, particularly when you're going into the the interpersonal relationships that your main character has, not only with those people that are in that you could bring into your party that you can take to the alternate dimension and do your fighting with, but also the relationships that your character develops with people that he does that are not part of your your combat party, but build up your what you would call passive abilities. Uh, that you can benefit from in combat. It's got it's got some of the catchiest tunes that you're gonna find in a video game. I mean, uh, I've you know I find myself you know having those lyrics you know rebounding in my head every now and then. Three hundred plus hours put into this game. I because my social links weren't high enough. I restarted. And continued, you know, restarted, got to that point where I where I ended and continued on to finish the game. Enjoyed every freaking second of it. It is a fantastic RPG. It is a it is what you think what what a JRPG is is supposed to be. I I don't know if that if if that is uh, you know well how do you define that well. You know, I define it by, you know, the story, the the uniqueness of at least someone who lives in America, who's more familiar with Western social um, idiosyncrasies and persona really carries that, you know, the Japanese counterpart to that. And it presents it in a way even if you're whether you're playing in uh, in English with the uh, playing in Japanese, reading the English subtitles, or you're going with the English uh, voice cast. By the way, I switched back and forth between uh, the English and the uh, Japanese voice on both both sides. The voice cast was excellent. Um, the sub the English subtitles. I don't think anything was was lost in translation. I'm I'm sure they made some changes to some of the jokes, you know, what might what might fly in, you know, Japanese uh culture or or Japanese pop pop culture may not have flown as well here in the West. I'm sure they made the appropriate adjustments there, but in in all the scenarios and all the storylines, the 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 rotten people that you're dealing with and you're you're fighting their um their personas in this in this alternate dimension um to change their heart in the real world uh all of that all of that dialogue just made sense and was just really intriguing for me so man um 
Persona 5, my game of the year for for all the reasons I just stated. It is a fantastic game. It is definitely not the type of game that you can really spend. Oh, I'll just spend 30 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Uh, you're going to be when you play it, you got to be ready to to put in some time <laughs> with your with your sessions. But if you like a good story. If you like turn-based mechanics, and I'm not a turn-based guy, as I've said many a time, there is enough on both ends, mechanically and story-wise, to keep you just enthralled. And uh, I, I can't recommend this game any higher for my number one spot. It's just absolutely fantastic. I, you know, so... Cool. Well, all right, then. I guess it's Joe's turn. You know, I know Trader Joe's. Well, I think I know what Trader Joe's is. I think you. I, I think the listeners, if you've been listening for a while, I think you know what what Joe's is gonna be. So, you know, so uh, so so Joe, but let let us know which one. What what, what is your uh, number one? Uh, uh, yeah. Mm, mm, let's see. Uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Wait. Uh, hey, I can see uh, it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, obviously, I think uh, those of you who've listened to the show and also to uh, Gamer Husbands as well, you know, I've been up in that Destiny 2 crack <laughs> for mm. uh, too far, too long on there. I'm not making any excuses. I enjoy the game quite a bit. And, uh, you know, um, I was basically a love Destiny 1. I played it quite a bit from, you know, all three, you know, years of Destiny on there. Kind of at the end, kind of tailed off with the last expansion and just figuring out things to do, obviously. But uh, uh, there was at a point where I just uh, pretty much said I'm done with Destiny and was going on to other games. But uh, uh, Destiny 2 kind of held out in the background, kind of lingering like, hey, I'm here. I'm coming back, Joe. I'm coming back with all this goodness, shooter goodness. Yes. Like, you're like, you're like, uh, what's this, the Chris Rock in New Jack City? Be calling me, man. Be calling me. So, you know, I was you're in, pookie. very much into the beta, you know, obviously when that came out, um, got that taste, of course, um, pre-ordered the, collector's edition with the man uh man purse which i don't even use <laughs> on there and the and the solar recharger which i have no idea what's in the package on there so like i'm, I'm gonna take this bag out in the sun and charge my phone but <laughs> irregardless of that um you know bungie did a good job of what they've done so far still has that great gameplay from the first game it's almost like almost in a way almost like year four of destiny one just super streamlined on there of course uh um people said that they enjoyed the story at least the main storyline a little bit more and i think there was a more meat there with the whole story with gall on there with the um cabal and whatnot that there was enough meat there for someone if they just wanted to play the single player uh kind of you know, get to the end of the game and not even mess with any of the, uh, you know, extra stuff, the grinding stuff, you know, doing the missions on earth, doing the, um, all the, um, um, my brain's like doing all the story missions on each planet, of course, doing all the, the uh, adventures, the adventures. There you go. Thank you, Kevin. 
on there, um, kind of getting the overall encompassing um, story. Because a lot, a lot of what Destiny 2 kind of brings is a lot of the dialogue back and forth with the uh, characters. They kind of brought forth more of the characters uh, in the game, like, you know, of course, uh, you know, Kate Six, you know, uh, Zavala, you know, um, just all the characters at the tower, of course, and play a more prominent role in the story and also in the uh, overall arcs. And uh, just that shooter gameplay, just playing Crucible, you know, doing some public events with you guys, doing some strikes. You know, um, we haven't done the raid yet, but, um, you know, I'm looking to uh, get that knocked out and at least, you know, get that done for me, at least uh, I could get the trophy for it and get a platinum in it because, you know, (laughs) I just want to get that done. But, uh, you know, what can I say that I haven't already said about this game? This game is all encompassing. It's just that that overall like uh, shooter gameplay is just uh, just bleeds into my dna and just you know if i'm looking at something to play like i have an hour to play i'm not gonna go and try to play a new game i'm just gonna go play more crucible (laughs) go play something else and zone out not even think about anything it's almost like um i think i described to you guys playing it's like it's like sometimes when i play crucible i'm I'm just reacting. It's like I'm sitting there. I'm just playing. You know, it's like you know, it's, it's get, it gets down to that base mind meld. Yeah. You know, with your controller and you to be the, able to get them toes. You get them toes curled. You're just in it. Just in. <laughs> uh, little known fact: Destiny One. I played so much Crucible that you know I had tension in playing crucible that I was curling my feet and <laughs> causing myself leg pain, like foot pain. And he's fact, curling I had, his toes. Yes. When I was sitting next to him and we were playing, we were playing together. I look over at his feet and he's got these feet just all curled up. Like, and I'm just like, calm down, Joe. <laughs> in fact, I make it a point to try to wear my shoes with my inserts when I'm playing destiny and try to, um, keep them planted flat on the floor that I'm not sitting there trying to tweak my, 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 uh, bunions and my corns, you know? (laughs) 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 There's actually a tendon in my foot. I was wind up, I was uh, causing tension. I had to wear a damn boot. Yes. I remember you had to wear a boot. He had a destiny boot. (laughs) Y'all this man is serious. This man is serious. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll get up late. At night, like three o'clock in the morning, I come in there and just you know check my phone app, and he's sitting there playing Crucible. I'm like, "Damn, Joe, go sleep." Just kidding. Just kidding. It's not that. Bad. Oh, I, half the time I think this weekend, hell, I was playing with you, Kevin, up until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. damn. Yeah, it just I happened to see you on. I was ready to go to sleep. It's like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Now, one thing I was surprised after going over our top threes is that uh, there's a lack of Destiny 2 with either of you two. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to articulate a little bit more why it's not in your top three or as far as if it's uh, maybe didn't meet your expectations or it's just it's just Destiny. You know, it is what it is. I think that's thing, so. that's it for me. That's it. It's Destiny. I haven't even got the new <laughs> expansion yet. It's just it's Destiny. You know, that's. It's destiny, you know, and and you put it simply, you know, am I going to am I going to invest the time in learning a new a new a new control scheme for a new game and get all invested in that? Or I'm just going to go buy and put my own standby. That's the thing about destiny. And I think that's one of the 
that that's the thing that kind of creates the divide between casual and much more you know um vested players is because some people want that they want you know they i think people who are like the, the, the people who are who, who are really angry at destiny right now just don't realize that that i th- joe i think you're playing destiny the way uh bungie intends it in my opinion i think you're playing it you hop in you play a couple of rounds you play something and then and then you go play something else you know i yeah i think think you are you are the perfect person that bungie is is kind of tailoring that game to you know Uh, and and i think i just think that's just how it is for me you know i just was just like okay you know i i played a ton of destiny with you guys you know yeah i played a ton of it and this is where this one i'm just not so much there you know, and it's not a bad thing. You know, I was a day. It was a day one purchase for me. We played the shit out of it, and I'm just like, okay. You know, I mean, and I just like I still watch some of the things. Like I watch Datto, I watch, you know, Houndish. I watch all these different, you know, people who who do Destiny content. You know, and it's and I feel bad for them because there ain't a lot of de- there ain't a lot of content in Destiny. You know, so I watch the Zer videos and to see what's going on. But but like. That's just how destiny is right now. You know? Yeah, I don't. And I, I kind of could agree, like you know, with the whole you know, people upset about not getting their god rolls anymore on certain weapons and uh, the streamlining of stuff. You know, I you know, before this latest expansion, Curse of Osiris came out, I was kind of running out of things to do. I already reached my max uh, power level, and, uh, I've and that's not even doing the, the raid. Book. That's not even doing the raid. That's dude, that's the thing. It's like. It's like, you know, people complain that Destiny's become like, you know, Destiny 2 has become like a, a casual's paradise. And I'm like, that's that's what they want to do. They want people to be able to come in, spend time in their product, and then go. You know, I, I think that's 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 the model. And I hate to say it, people, but I think that's what's going to happen with a lot of stuff. That's what's going to happen with a lot of stuff nowadays. It's just going to, you know, it's just the games it's games as a service now not as yeah. an experience and I, they I, want to get the biggest pull possible you know maybe yeah. it's not it's not as deep well no no well, as, but that's my thing it, it's a service model you know it's yeah. like you know we're gonna have this one thing this one ip and then we're gonna we're gonna just milk it for all it's worth we're gonna tease it out 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 and then we're gonna do some refinements, give you a third version, tease it out, tease it out, do some more refinements, give you another one. See, it's 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 not this, it's not this um, this nugget of, you know, one game onto the next one, one game onto the next one. No, it's like what what's gonna stand the test of time, and last, you know, it's th- and that's what it's going to. It's going to games as a service. Um, it's just taking longer. You know, but that's that. In my opinion, that's that's what it's going to happen, to the point where it's just going to be destiny. You know, just destiny as a whole, and then you're just going to download a patch. You know, and that's going to be your new content. You know, and you'll pay like fifteen dollars. This thing always kills me. You know about it. It's like, it's like, um, it's like destiny versus um, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. At least the Final Fantasy fourteen, it's not lying to you. It's saying, look, we are an MMO. You come in, you pay your service fee, we give you new content, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing that Destiny is doing, literally. It is the same thing that Destiny is doing. It's just we're – I just think some people just are not, are not, are not understanding it, you know. It, it's this illusion that we're getting this – we pay $60, then we have the game. No, you pay $60, and then you have some of the game. And then 
you know, you'll buy the season pass for a certain amount of for for for, for a discount, and then you're going to get another patch, another patch, another patch. The only difference is is Final Fantasy 14 is saying, look, you pay a monthly service, and then and then we'll 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 do constant updates, and then every so often, maybe once a year, you'll get a Stormblood or you'll get something like that. It's the same model, you know. It's just it's just they're implementing it how they're getting their cash differently, you know. That's really what it's going on. That's how I believe. What's so that's why games like Near Automata and and um, uh, what's another game? Uh, Persona and, and and all these games that are that are that are just single or or um, Horizon Zero Dawn. They're just single games. You go, you play it, you go on to something else. You know, and you have fond memories of that experience, and then you move on. Yeah, um, but the, that the, the I don't think games are trying to do that anymore. You know, it's it's a service. It's a long tail. If you really want it to be a long tail, it just depends mm-hmm. and we can, on there. So, and I think that I think that's a really good. For me, I'm thinking this is a really good conversation to have. You know, have with gaming communities and really just you know call it what it is. You know, and just and just accept that. You know, whether you know it or not, we're kind of feeding into this. We're feeding into us by 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 doing this. Yeah, you know, and, and and it's not it's not good or bad. It's just it's just a business model, you know. It's just different. It's just if they could, could keep the compelling content out there for the people that want it. And right now, for Destiny Two, some of the content out there is not compelling to people anymore. They want that deep, uh, grindy experience where you're sitting there, you know, roaming the moon, looking for, you know, doing a bunch of uh, public events and. Uh, grinding uh, particular story missions and that kind of thing looking for that elusive drop on there you know and and everybody got time for that though i know i mean, not I, mean I, I i did i did that with the first game but you know i got tired of yeah. grinding out multiple mita tools until i got the one with the right role <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah. and it's not like those came you know those exotics came at least for me at a frequent, no. at a frequent intervals. Not at I all. <laughs> don't want to have to get multiple copies of the same gun. And is this the one that I need? You know, with with steady hand. Is this the one that I'm going to have with third eye? I, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, I would it, rather have. Yeah. I would rather have the guns with the stats that they have. This is the stat, so I know. Hey, I got you know, running horse. Yeah. And they changed it, and they changed Auto it. Auto rifle, and I know that, I, okay, this is the one I want to have because I like those stats. There's yeah, no... I, I appreciate the change. I think they respect uh, our time a little bit more now with Destiny 2, and that's the double-edged sword, though. That's why some people are upset. That's why some people are done with the game. It just depends on your point of view, and to my point of view, I'm cool with it. Obviously, it's my game of the year, and it's a game I've played so much since it came out in September. Um, game. It's definitely been a number one highlight on my list. That's the reason why, with all your your guys' top threes, I own most or all of those games. <laughs> I need to, like I them. said, I have not played them. <laughs> you have no. played them. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, I have a whiteboard in my game room where you know I have my little you know list of games to play, and I'm thinking I'm going to reenact that and. Uh, you know, God forbid, I was even thinking about the deleting one of my Destiny Two characters and just rolling with one. That on that there. whiteboard is hilarious, though. You need to update that, <laughs> sir. 
that whiteboard has not been updated since Destiny One came out back in 2014. So yeah, when I go to your house and look at that, I'm like, sir, come on now. <laughs> you know better than this, sir. Come on now. <laughs> oh well, New Year's is coming up soon, so who knows? Maybe a New Year's resolution that I will hopefully not break will be until maybe you listeners who want to spur it on. I, I thought about for the show about doing like a uh, like an archive or like you know going and, and playing maybe a older game and getting our impressions like almost like a game club kind of thing where all three of us kind of dip into something in our backlog that all three of us have in our backlog and then oh, get Tordigan. you guys involved shit. too yeah yeah again i play that game again that shit was yeah. good i will play it again too so me three so you can add, add me into the mix too. So sorry about that long, super protracted conversation <laughs> about destiny, guys. That was you, you know, know I, I just, it, it's just organic discussion. Yes, it's one of those things that I think about. Like, yes. That's, I think about. That's how our show we we meant for this show to be an hour. Guess what? It's not an hour. Well, you I mean, when you <laughs> asked us, you asked us a really good question about it. It's like we talk a lot about destiny. It's it's a game. It's a game that we play a lot on our on our um, on our. Um, game nights but i think it's just yeah. the reason why we play it a lot is because it is the most accessible game you know yeah that everyone that yeah. we know everyone has i just found it interesting that it's not even in your honorable mentions either of you too so it's just like you know with the amount <laughs> of of a time that you have invested in the game it's just uh, funny to me but it's funny good good to see your guys's viewpoint on it too you know it's like something that you know it's like like the uh you know cheeseburger of gaming for us at least on there there's Joe. Like Kevin I say no to drugs okay <laughs> <laughs> Kevin I say no to drugs <laughs> probably because i play a, a, a quite a bit of crucible and you guys don't you dabble in the crucible i believe so maybe yeah. that's that's the whole thing where i'm playing a, a lot more than you guys because you know when i sign on for the game if i'm going to be playing i'll first go and try to do my crucible dailies at least with one of my characters and then see what else is going on with the uh, uh daily i mean with the weekly activity the flashpoint and all that stuff so let's do it even yeah, I'm kind of the I'm kind of the opposite. I try and get my my flash points for the power gear first, and uh, I may take a look at the at the crucible because I don't really worry about getting the crucible uh, dailies done because I know typically I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm not an FPS competitive player. I'm, I'm horrible at it, so. It's just if I get it cool. If I don't, I ain't gonna worry about it. So my first thing is to get the stuff that I know I can get, which is gonna be that uh, that co-op stuff, that that yeah. PVE uh, gear. So I I do appreciate that you know that is available uh, at least once a week, uh, so I can try and build my power levels up. So mm, right know, on. I dig that. Alrighty then, I think that will cap off our uh, holiday extravaganza. Our year end, uh, yes, yes, year in review, top three and top three rocking New Year's <laughs> Eve over here. <laughs> we, we ain't dropping no balls though. No, we're definitely not doing that. No, we definitely don't. Yeah, giggity giggity, giggity giggity. giggity. <laughs> but, with that, um, oh, one one thing uh, from our, our our PSX show. There's something that 
something that happened that was just kind of like sort of like one of the highlights of my experiences there. Um, I have these uh, these shirts, these nylon shirts that have Dragon Ball characters on them. And I think it was that last night uh, that we were at PSX, uh, I had uh, stopped by uh, Joan Rose's hotel uh, for on our way out to dinner. And as we're, as we're leaving, there are these uh, uh, Japanese uh, exchange, not, not exchange students, but Japanese students. It was something like, something like almost out of like a Persona game. You have these Japanese students traveling abroad. You know, there, there was like this desk where someone was signing in everybody, probably assigning rooms and whatnot. And I have my Vegeta shirt on <laughs> as, as, as I'm leaving, getting off the elevator. This group of Japanese high school students yell out in unison, Kamehameha. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I thought that that was the coolest thing. That 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 was like my pop culture, my pop culture moment there. That that, that was that was just freaking awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, (laughs) I have to admit that's wow. (laughs) So uh, I I thought that was really cool. You know, old man like old man like me gets a a kamehameha from a group of exchange students. That that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, no, your shirts are popping, man. People giving you the DBZ love on there. A lot of folk, a lot of folk for sure. Global phenomenon, folks. Global phenomenon. But alrighty, folks, we're going to wrap this up, and we just want to thank you for your feedback. Thank you for interacting with us. Uh, real quick, contact. You can contact me on Twitter. I am at Shonuff71, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Joe can be found at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Dez can be found at Nemo Cub, N-E-M-O-C-U-B. We can also be reached on PlayStation Network. My PSN ID is shownuff 7 S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. Joe is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And Dez is Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. You can also send in uh, your feedback about our show if you want to be actually be on the show to discuss your perspective on gaming or the gaming industry and your viewpoints. You can send us an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Also, a reminder, folks, the next time you hear us, we will be kicking off our first episode of Season 2. Uh, very much looking forward to... Getting back and in, getting back into that, uh, uh, kicking season two off, and we're as, as Joe mentioned, we will be talking about our uh, most anticipated games at that time. So please be feel free to hit us up with your most anticipated games at those points of contact that I mentioned earlier, particularly our Twitter feedback and our, and we do have a Twitter account for gaming vessels and it's at gaming vessels. Uh, so hit us up, let us know what you're looking forward to. And we will, as we did with this episode, read them off, uh, for you to share your viewpoints on as to what you're looking forward to in 2018. And with those specially mentioned grand prizes, we will pick 
one using a random number selector, so it's not going to be any bias whatsoever. It's not like, you know, Kevin, Kevin's cousins are not going to be writing in or, you know, <laughs> my wife is going to have her top three and, oh, my wife won. No way. How convenient. So. Damn. <laughs> so no, no entries from Paul either. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But uh, yeah, definitely let us know. Or we'll kind of give a call to arms on Twitter after the New Year's if you haven't had a chance to listen to this wonderful show yet. That way you could get uh, at least your three or four cents in on there as far as your top anticipated games and kind of dig into the hype, the hype, all that wonderful stuff coming out. Hell, there's tons of games coming out even in January. So yes, not yes. even mentioning throughout the entirety of the year. So oh, definitely a year to look forward to in gaming for sure you know monster hunter and dragon ball fighter z kicking off in january is just like oh my god save some for the show guys save some for the show <laughs> yes i know yes and folks with that i am shonuff 71 he is des the bay area terror and that is trader joe the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar and folks, we will catch you all next time in with the new our year. first episode for season two in the new year. Yeah, I hope we don't get a cease and desist from Save Mart, man. Hold on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, that's Food Max. Oh, I know. Food Max is owned by Save Mart, sir. I don't think they're listening little, to us. And if you are, un- thank you for not shutting us down. <laughs> yes. Uh, give me more coupons. I love coupons. <laughs> all thank right. you, folks, for listening. Peace.